Philippines. 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of the Kickback Sneaker Podcast. Like I said in my videos, the best sneaker podcast out there. We're not joking about that. Episode 39, once again, with my man, Fobs. How you doing, my man? What up, my G? I am feeling good. I am ready. I love the topic that we have picked out today, which you are going to intro pretty soon, I am sure. How are you doing, JD? Yo, I'm doing good too, man. I'm also pretty hyped about this topic because it feels like it's all over my IG feed right now. We're talking about the non-sneaker. Yeah, uh, Fab actually titled our notes. Let's talk about slides, baby, <laughs> which 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 I liked. <laughs> I, um, I'm glad you got that reference too. Yeah, of course, man. Like, how could you not get that? Let's talk about slides, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Uh, yeah, so we're going to not just talk about slides. We're going to talk about all these non-sneakers like clogs mules you guys know what we're talking about so uh we're, yeah we're going to be getting into that topic why they've gotten popular what's the cause of it and fab fab is actually going to give you his definition of a non-sneaker which i thought was pretty interesting we'll get into that as well um and also yeah of course the usual so before we get into that let's of course give you the shout out of the week to our fan of the week this week who is chewy uh, and the uh, IG handle is C-H-U-Y-U-H underscore. Uh, I hope I'm saying your name right, uh, but I'm just going to read it as Chewy. So shout out to you, man. Thank you for listening. And uh, of course, like before we get into what we've been wearing, two big things happened, two big events happened in the sneaker world over the last week. We got into this topic in the last episode. That's, of course, Yeezy Day as well as Sneakers Day. Uh, not going to spend too much time on this topic. Just going to give you a big recap. Overall, I have to say this time around, these both Sneakers Day and Yeezy Day were way better than last year. Uh, especially Yeezy Day did not disappoint because not only did we get a surprise release of one of the most iconic Yeezys of all time, the Turtle Duff 350s. We also saw some very, very popular Yeezys retro on this day from the past, like the 350 V2 in the core red colorway, the Beluga 350s, also one of my favorite Yeezys of all time, period, the 700 V3 in the Azale colorway, very rare restock there. I think that's the first time that pair has ever restocked. And also another cool thing about the Yeezy Day this time around was that they gave us some Yeezy Day exclusive sneakers. The first of which was a Yeezy 700 V1 uh, in this all over blue colorway, in my opinion, good contender for ugliest sneaker of the year. Uh, and not only that, we also got a Yeezy Day exclusive foam runner colorway, the carbon colorway. And of course, there were a bunch of other restocks uh, from some very popular models like the 500s. We had the Static 700s drop, the Vermilion Foam Runners drop, the Ochre Slides. Yeah, just a lot, a lot of heat dropping on this one day. And I thought the whole organization of it was pretty dope as well. Unfortunately, a lot of people having app issues. So uh, yeah, I, I hope the apps worked well for you guys. But 
of course, I have one of the most blessed Adidas accounts in the world. I've said this before because I seem to have a very high winning percentage. I managed to cop myself the Core Red 350s, the uh, Foam Runner Carbon, the Azale 700 V3. So I actually now have a double up of that pair. Pretty happy about that. And I also cop the Belugas as well as the Super Moon Yellows 500. So pretty good uh, Yeezy day for me. And also, not to forget, Sneakers Day, which was about a week later. Uh, Sneakers Day, as usual, we didn't get anything too hyped in terms of releases, but at least it was better than last year because we did get two pretty hype releases. So the Jordan 4 in the Canyon Purple colorway, which I managed to cop in the morning, and then the final release of the day was the Jordan 1 Taxi. Both of them pretty fire shoes. I actually already got them delivered to me pretty nice but of course like as for as the rest of the sneakers day it just involved a lot of um video of a lot of videos about a local artist which i thought was cool i thought was cool but i feel like nike just doesn't seem to really understand what people are expecting of this day we just want to see some nice shoes drop get some crazy sneakers to be re-retroed give me like a retro of the travis scotts or something like that but uh, unfortunately, we got a whole day of panel discussions and uh, a lot of artists performing, uh, which whatever, if you're into that, cool. I, w- I, just, I just cared about the sneakers personally. But overall, though, I got to say sneakers day and easy day were definitely better this year than expected. What was your experience, Fabs? Yeah, so I mean, I said it in the previous episode and, and pretty much in all episodes where we've talked about this, I'm not someone who's going to be sitting on my phone all day, kind of waiting for releases. Um, I think it's cool that, you know, there was a lot of product on both sides, both on Nike and and Adidas and Yeezy side. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not someone who's going to be like setting reminders on the top of the hour. I've got work, I've got meetings and (laughs) those meetings usually start on the top of the hour. So I didn't pick up anything. I tried for the, um, Yeezy 700 V3s, didn't get them, wasn't too bummed out in the end. And I have to say, though, I know that you and probably a lot of other people out there preferred Yeezy Day to Nike sneakers, which, you know, coming from a content background and someone who appreciates, you know, the effort that goes into planning something like this, I think it's a little bit unfortunate because the, I don't know, I just feel like it, it should be more about just the transactional nature of buying shoes, right? Like, sure, we all want cool shoes, but I do appreciate that Nike actually went to great lengths to organize speakers and creatives and performances and hosts who I thought did an amazing job because it is not easy to host a show like that for that long in front of a camera with, you know, little to no feedback from the people that are actually watching you. So shout out to that whole team. Um, I do understand that, you know, Yeezy Day was sexier because there were more restocks and the turtle doves dropped. And if you looked at, or if you weigh up the shoes that drop versus the shoes that drop during Nike sneakers, it's a clear win for Yeezy Day. In my opinion, most of the sneakers uh, drops are dropping later anyway so if you missed out you can pick them up which i mean is also a good thing for people who missed out right but i think people would view nike sneakers day a lot differently and we've discussed this many times if they brought back you know the five best releases of the past 12 months and restocked it in very very limited 
amounts um, in addition to all of this content, right? Because I feel like someone, someone who's not really into this hosting or the shows and the creatives is going to be bored of, bored of that and then disappointed when the shoe that drops is just a taxi Air Jordan 1, which really isn't like a retro colorway or, you know, probably not a future classic. But if, you know, the Union Jordan 4s were to restock for some reason or, you know, another hyped release. The reimagined, Chicago 1s reimagined. That or that, popped. right? Or something like that, something that's dropping in four to five months instead of in two to three weeks then yeah definitely i think there would be a lot more attention paid to the content that's going on so i think from that perspective i prefer nike sneakers day and i think it's unfortunate that people didn't really appreciate it as much as maybe i did but i understand why and i think maybe there's that's where nike needs to decide okay how can we spice up the product side because the rest is actually pretty on point for something that's virtual a virtual celebration in addition to having celebrations in key cities like Berlin, London, and Paris, it was it was a pretty pretty uh, stand up job in my opinion. But yeah, that's enough uh, about Yeezy Day and Sneakers Day. We've been wearing a lot of different pairs of sneakers, a, l- a lot of different brands, and um, I, for one, want to know JD, what have you been wearing the most over the past few weeks? So I've been living in these uh, purple 990s that I just got, those raw amethyst uh, pairs from the Teddy Santis and, and Made in USA collection. Easily my favorite pair from that entire 16 pairs and definitely going to be probably the only sneaker that I end up keeping out of that entire collection. Uh, I love these, man. The, love the, uh, I don't know what you call them, lilac purple. It's like a light purple color. And they've just been so comfortable on feet. So I've been pretty much wearing those all week. And the other shoe that I've been wearing a ton has been uh, my uh, Wales Bonner. Uh, I finally got the red pair of the Sambas. So after living in the green pair, I felt like I needed both colorways. I went out and got the red one. Don't regret it. Looks amazing on feet. In fact, I'm kind of, I don't even know if I'm leaning towards liking the red one more. But um, either way, that's what I've been rocking this week. Purple 990s and my red Wales Bond or Sambas. Yeah, I've I've been trying out a lot of different Asics uh, over the last couple weeks. I've got, you know, the Gel MC Plus Denim Tears collaborations, some Kiko Kostadinov pairs, the a few GT2s, and then of course the Vivian Westwood Gel Cayano 26. Because as anyone who listens to this podcast or follows me on Instagram knows, I'm a huge New Balance fan, and more often than not, you will find me wearing my beat up New Balance 990 V5s, but over the past two weeks, I've put, you know, I've I've made a concerted effort to switch up the brands that I'm wearing, and Asics was, I guess, the lucky brand of the last two weeks. Super comfortable shoes, and also very different shoes. You know, I've got some that are, you know, all white. Then I've got other ones that are more colorful, more muted, um, a little bit crazier in design, a little bit more conservative. So, you know, a big fan of that. And at this point, I want to give you a shout out uh, for the Wales Bonners and the 990s and everything else that you've been wearing. Because if you compare 2021 Josh to 2022 Josh, it's, I mean, a world of difference in terms of what are you wearing. I think like last year you wore probably like 90% Nike and now it's probably 90 or not 90% other stuff, but maybe like. 70% other stuff, which is pretty cool because you're really sticking to your New Year's resolution. 
Yeah, definitely, man. I've I've just been more open about that, and uh, I can't believe I've been missing out on all of these dope brands out there. Uh, speaking of which, uh, let's move on to latest pickups. So, if you guys heard a podcast a couple of weeks ago by us about best sneakers of the year, uh, my absolute number one sneaker of the year so far was the Salomon ACS Pro Advanced. So uh, that pair I actually owned it. However, the problem was I had it in a half size too big, so I never actually wore it because I tried wearing it in the house. It was just way, way too big. So I'm like, I'm not going to unbox this. I'll, I'll probably sell it and end up getting my own size, which is what I did. The colorway I really like, which is the vanilla colorway, it did restock. So I managed to cop it finally in my size. So very, very happy. My sneaker of the year so far, Salomon ACS, I got it in the vanilla colorway in my size. I already went through everything i copped from uh yeezy day as well as sneakers day so i'm not going to go through that again but uh besides all of those sneakers i mentioned i also managed to cop the jordan one low og unc colorway this sneaker will be releasing in the u.s a couple of months later in september but uh really really nice colorway and it's in that og style which we love great leather as well so uh that's definitely worthy of a pickup jordan one low og U and C. Did you manage to pick up anything? I have not physically picked up anything since the last time we spoke, but I do have my eye on the all pink Stussy Nike Air Max 2013, which the best colorway. Which yeah, some some might say is the best colorway, and which if you're listening to this, probably already dropped depending on where you live. And so I guess time will tell whether or not I picked it up. I don't want to say that I bought it if I miss out tomorrow because the pink one is a Stussy and Nike sneakers exclusive, I believe. The retailers are only getting the black pair. So I guess I'll leave it up to my Nike sneakers account, the sneakers gods. If they bless me tomorrow, I will be a happy man. If they don't, I will still be a happy man because it's not all about the sneakers, even though it is all about the sneakers. Anyway, speaking of sneakers, let's talk about non-sneakers and the rise. So sometimes it's not all about the sneakers because we also got non-sneakers. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not always about the sneakers because sometimes there's stuff outside of sneakers and sometimes the stuff outside of sneakers is non-sneakers. Um, so, yeah, we we want to. Like like Josh said earlier, we want to take you through the rise of the popularity of these non-sneakers. We want to give you our definition of what they are, kind of a timeline of their popularity, go through some leading brands and why they're so popular, and then, you know, give you our personal thoughts on them and what we think the future holds. So, Josh, what is your definition of a non-sneaker? So this might sound very, very simple, but after thinking about it, I think it just came down simply to the laces. So I think if if a shoe has no laces, it's not a sneaker. If it has laces, it's a sneaker. And I couldn't think of a better definition than that because like that's that's just the way my brain has categorized this this other category the non-sneaker like when i look at clogs and foams i'm just like yeah those are definitely not sneakers there's no laces you just like okay. stick your feet for your feet in there what 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 about and and this might blow your mind but what about 
the Vans slip-on. Yeah. So I mean, okay, that's a that is a tough one. That is a very tough one. Yeah. Okay. So that one is still a sneaker. So <laughs> so so my definition makes you you've destroyed my definition. Now now I don't know what I'm doing with my life. No, I, I think I think you're definitely on to something. When I was thinking about this, and I gave this a lot of thought, the laces was the first thing that popped into my mind. I was like, okay, there's got to be some feature on a sneaker that is unique to sneakers, right? But you're right. Like, it's, I don't know, like, an, an Oxford Brogue, a leather shoe has, has laces, but it's not a sneaker. So for me, I think that the definition of a non-sneaker has evolved over time you know before it was maybe a f- only a formal leather shoe but that classification like i said has evolved and now it includes a range of other types of shoes and so when i'm thinking about what classifies a non-sneaker it comes down to a number of factors and for me the intended use is the main one and then there's obviously the materials used and the design and the construction right so just as you can't say that a sneaker must have laces because you also have slip-on sneakers, you can't say that a sneaker must be made using leather or synthetic materials because I'm sure that there's non-sneakers that use similar materials to sneakers. Uh, and it's almost easier to say what is not a sneaker. For me, anything using predominantly foam is not a sneaker. Crocs, foam runners, those are definitely not sneakers. But when when I was thinking about this, what what it came down to in the end was really the intended use. And for me, Anything that was not designed to be used in performance sports or was inspired by a shoe that was originally designed to do sports is not a sneaker. So I guess my point there is that sneakers for me, whether lifestyle or performance, always have a performance heritage aspect, right? You've got Nike Air Max 1, which now is a pure lifestyle sneaker. You're not going to see anyone running in those. But when it first came out, when Tinker Hatfield designed that in 1987, that was the best running shoe on the market. Same as the 990. That is a lifestyle shoe. I mean, you could still run in it. That's how good it is. But it's a lifestyle shoe. Back in the day, it was a running shoe. And the same can be said about the Air Force One. It used to be a basketball shoe. The Puma Suede was also a basketball shoe. And for me, yeah, sneakers at their core have some sort of performance sports aspect to them. Whilst there's non, whilst non-sneakers don't really have a performance aspect. Like Crocs, no performance aspect. Yeezy Foam Runners, no performance aspect, right? Uh, Chelsea Boots, no performance aspect yeah no you know what man i think you may have nailed it with the definition because i was trying to think of exceptions in my head to prove you wrong because i'm like nah man he can't be right so many times in this episode (laughs) so i was trying to think of definitions i thought of the yeezys uh, i thought of the yeezy 350s i'm like yeah there's no way that is performance based or or um, it was never intended for performance but a lot of people say that the Yeezy Foam Runner was kind of no, sorry, the Yeezy 350 was uh, pretty much like the child of the Nike Roshis, which clearly was a running shoe. So I lose that argument. So <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're kind of right. Like I'm tr- I'm trying to think of even like New Balance models, like the 990s, also initially supposed to be running sneakers uh, or intended for running. 
Um, same with pretty much every Reebok shoe out there. Um, I don't know, Nike. What about like were, were Dunks ever meant for performance, or was yeah, that they were always a lifestyle? Shoe. No, no, no. Nike Dunks. Actually, were yeah, that's why shoe. they're called the Dunks, right? That, right. that kind of makes sense. Nike Dunks were <laughs> basketball kind of shoe, sense. and then later on, the SB Dunks were a skateboarding performance shoe. You know, and okay. I, Honestly, any shoe that is now a lifestyle shoe or any sneaker that is now a lifestyle sneaker has its roots in performance. And maybe not that shoe itself, but maybe the model that it was inspired by or the original model. Like, let's look at the Adidas Oswego, right? That's not a performance shoe, but the original OG Adidas Oswego was a jogging or a running shoe. So, like, there's a red thread through all of this, all of this and its performance sports. Dude, you've nailed it, man. You have cracked <laughs> the code. And now I know exactly what to tell all of my followers on YouTube who whenever I do a review of a Yeezy Foam Runner and I say in the video, I like these sneakers a lot, they flood my comments with, dude, I can't believe this guy just called them sneakers. <laughs> and uh, now, now we got something to... Now I'm just going to like put a link to this episode and reply to them because yeah. like you've cracked it man i think i think that is what a non-sneaker is any sneaker that doesn't have its roots in or its intended purpose for for sports performance isn't a sneaker and it makes total sense to me i agree with this definition so nice. why haven't they gotten so popular though like it seems like if especially if we just go on the internet on pinterest on instagram all we see is currently the non-sneaker. So what, what has been the cause of this popularity, do you think? So I think before we get into the cause, it's important to map the timeline of the rise in popularity, right? And it obviously right. has a little bit to do with the cause and why they're so popular. But for me, when I was thinking about where did all of this start? I mean, for me, non-sneakers have existed for ages, for decades, right? And they've always had varying degrees of popularity. There's been slides and sandals and Chelsea boots forever, basically. Not forever, but, you know, for a long time. And the rise in popularity and the, the non-shoe that we're talking about, I think that timeline is limited to the last four or five years. And... I'll preface this in saying that we're talking about a very specific non-shoe, right? We're talking about slides, we're talking about foam runners, we're talking about sandals, Crocs, all that kind of stuff. But there's also, like I kind of teasered before, the other side of the non-sneaker or the non-sneaker shoe, which is boots, loafers, mules, leather shoes. And both of these play a part in that timeline. For me, the shift away from sneakers for some people started around four to five years ago when various blogs coined the term post-sneaker world. A lot of them were saying, we are living in a post-sneaker world. Sneakers are losing their significance in the menswear world. People are wearing sneakers less. They're pivoting towards something else. And it was, it was a menswear movement that saw people who had previously been diehard sneakerheads pivot either entirely away from athletic leisure, leisure shoes or add some non-sneaker, more formal footwear to their rotations. It was basically sneakerheads and streetwear fans, quote unquote, growing up, if you will. 
And this is where loafers, boots, and mules became popular, which for me is the first section, right? This was around the time where Kanye West was driving this movement. He was wearing Common Projects Chelsea boots with the suede upper and the crepe sole. Everybody wanted them. I wanted them, but you know, as a poor New York uh, college student, I couldn't afford the three, four hundred dollars that they cost. But you know, Doc Martens and other brands also played a role there. And I think a lot of people latched onto this and these shoes played a bigger role in online forums, etc. So that was the first part. Then the second part was 2020 when the pandemic hit. Everyone was staying home, adapting to a world where you, you know, weren't spending as much time outside and therefore not wearing your sneakers or other shoes as much as before, right? There's a clear, I mean, when you're talking to your friends and, and, and people, there's a clear before and after, right? Pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, the timeline is split. And, you know, people valued comfort over everything else. Uh, and so this is the second part of the move away from sneakers, in my opinion. Uh, and ironically, when you compare to the first, it moves in the completely opposite direction, right? On the, on the one side, you've got Chelsea boots, and on the other side, you've got slides and Birkenstocks. And I think this is where brands like Suicoke and Birkenstock and, and VisVim, who already had an existing catalog of these kinds of shoes, saw huge wins. You know, people valued comfort over everything else. They were at home, in home office, you know, wearing sweatpants. And, you know, a lot of sneakerheads were like, hey, well, I still want to wear shoes at home. I still want to flex for the gram, whatever. And so instead of wearing a pair of 990s at home, because why would you do that? That's kind of weird um, unless you're in some sort of, you know, American drama series where they jump onto the bed wearing their sneakers, which is something that's always annoyed me as someone who takes his shoes off when he comes home. But yeah, brands like Sweet Coke and Birkenstock, they saw a huge spike in popularity and people wearing slides, slip-on sneakers, mules, much more than they were wearing, you know, closed toe shoes. Sandals were also very popular. And for me, this became like the new normal, right? And then now in the last maybe six months, we've seen a shift back towards people going into the office, but you've seen that a lot of these habits that they've picked up at home office, in lockdown, in isolation, has stuck, right? I know people who work for companies where before they would wear jeans, a shirt, and nondescript leather shoes. And now they're wearing shorts and sneakers to work. And so people have loosened up, companies have loosened up, and these comfort over everything habits that we picked up during the pandemic have stuck with us and has almost influenced this rise in popularity. And that's kind of where we are now in terms of that, uh, I guess, popularity timeline. You know what I mean? Uh, I definitely, definitely agree with uh, the pandemic being one of the main causes for this huge rise in popularity. It's true. Everyone's gotten lazier. Everyone has been rocking the athleisure uh everyone's been uh rocking you know like much more easier to wear type of silhouettes and models uh and and that's part of the part it, it has to do with the pandemic like we were staying sitting at home for the last couple of years we've gotten a bit lazier as a species i would say and uh <laughs> and definitely that's kind of that, that that those habits are transitioning towards like the footwear world as well and uh some of the leading brands and models we can discuss so the two that have been around since forever since pre-pandemic times they've been kind of like the leaders in this category i would say are crocs as well as birkenstocks so both of these brands like you said huge rise in popularity over the last couple of years 
And um, if in the example of Crocs, they've not only seen uh, their popularity continue on their most popular uh, line of shoes, which is I think they're just the, the regular clogs that they have. Uh, those have continued to be popular and now there's plenty of collabs on the clogs like with uh, Post Malone. I know they did one. They did one with Jeff Staple. They do a bunch of different collabs on these models and they sell out all the time. But now they've even like taken their collabs one step further where they're allowing creators to just completely redesign the clogs. Like what Salehi Bembry has done with the Pollux clog, I thought was amazing using literally his fingerprint as the uh, the design. Um, uh, what do you call it? The not the model, but the uh, there's a word for it. Um, I'm, I'm, it's it's I'm, I'm, it's it's not it's not at the top of my head right now, but. Anyway, oh, I think it's called the mold. There you go, the mold. That's that's the word I'm looking for. His yep. fingerprint was used as the mold of the sneaker, uh, not the sneaker, of the clog. And I thought that was pretty amazing. And it, the final result was awesome. I copped myself the Stratus colorway. Really, really dope pair of clogs. Birkenstocks, they seem to have taken over the IG feeds of hit in new york all these big um uh mood boards like i was saying like all these um tote bag warriors let's call them <laughs> the people who last year were rocking the tote bags with the dunks and like the all over green fits these guys are now rocking the tote bags but they're rocking birkenstock bostons instead and uh it seems like birkenstocks have really really gotten popular i see them all over my tiktok i've been just um really really using a lot of tiktok lately and i see nothing but birkenstocks on my algorithms uh but those two brands have always always been there i would even uh in order to add to your point earlier about the timeline and rise of popularity i think one of the biggest um factors to to uh, cause this rise in popularity has been the foam runner so when the foam runner first dropped I think uh, it definitely took everyone by surprise. People were like, what the hell is this thing? Is it, is it a sneaker? Is it a clog? Is it a slipper? What the hell is it? Um, and uh, it, it had everyone talking. But as usual, with most crazy Yeezy designs, people started to warm up to it. Now everyone, every single one wants a pair of those. They're really nice. I, I was one of, I would, I'm happy to say I'm one of the early adopters of the foams. Huge fan of them since day one. Um, that pair and other brands seeing how, how much popularity that pair has gained with uh, traditional sneaker heads, let's call them. Uh, we've seen now a lot of these other brands make their own, I guess, non-sneaker so of course like nike started doing uh well i i guess nike always kind of had the nike offlines um which are kind of like their version of a slide and actually that oh, was no, another they, one they didn't always gonna... have them they i think they dropped they? first in like 2020 or something like that like the, okay. the ones with the the ones with the like not the massage bed but like the removable insoles right that you could switch out those yes. dropped in 2020 and i think I think you make a good point that like brands like Crocs uh, and Burke, like those were like I was saying, brands that were already already had the product infrastructure to dominate when the pandemic hit, right? And now we're seeing a wave of the New Balances, the Reeboks, the Adidas, the Nike kind of playing catch up a little bit, but really, really pivoting into this trend, like you were saying. And you're right. I mean, for me, the catalyst definitely is the foam runner. I think we've seen so many 
I don't want to say copycats, but shoes with a similar molds or a similar, you know, material composition, whatever, that these kinds of shoes existed before the foam runner, but the foam runner really kicked the trend into hyperdrive. Def- definitely the, f- the foams also i would even say the yeezy slides uh people always wore slides but slides as like a wear them out of the house type of vibe that kind of really took off with the with the yeezy slides like people were rocking them with just like they're f- as part of a fit you know like no one was rocking like those adidas adilets before like you would only ever wear them around the pool or in your house while doing gardening or something but like so no one's really wearing slides as part of a fit before but once the yeezy slide came out yeah like people were rocking them as part of a outfit and um w- then we saw nike put out the offlines reebok has their own version which is the beatniks uh, another type of slipper i would say and now uh unexpectedly even new balance has kind of gotten in on the action they've released a mule uh the 2002 r as a mule uh, also recently a collab on this model with brian giles so yeah we've seen pretty much every major sneaker brand try to do their interpretation of a non-traditional sneaker and i i think it's just going to continue we're going to see more and more of these models but we got it we got a little bit into like the whole timeline but like what would you say are the main reasons why these models have actually gotten so popular? Yeah, so I think it's a mix of, you know, on the one side, comfort when we're talking about the foam runners, the slides, the uh, rubber shoes, the Crocs, and then formality, right? Depending on which route you choose. If you're wearing a pair of Gucci loafers or mules, then, you know, that's because you are wearing them for a special occasion. And I think also to add to that, the fact that oftentimes these shoes, these non-sneaker shoes are very different to the sneakers you see all the time. Like that's a big reason why they're so popular right now because sneaker culture is built on having something others don't. And then, you know, obviously flexing that by wearing your shoes. And if the best way to stand out is to wear a pair of Burks or to wear, you know, some other kind of 3D printed footwear, whether that's a foam runner or New Balance's latest effort or Jordan brand slip on, then that's what people are going to do, right? There's so many, I mean, the Panda Dunk meme is a meme for a reason, right? Or would you want to be the 15th guy at a party wearing Jordan 1 mids or, you know, whatever, right? So I think people like to stand out and this offers them a niche that not everyone has explored yet or not everyone is completely entirely comfortable with exploring yet because some of these designs are so radical. And so I think the the need to stand out is definitely a big driver here as well. That That's interesting. Like I, I didn't actually think of like the the slides and all of these models being used as like a fashion statement like trying to stand out from regular sneaker culture i didn't think of that but i do think that's a good point you do bring up a good point there uh, i think for me uh i know we already spoke a little bit about the pandemic so for me uh the main reason why is because of ease of use so in the last couple of years during the pandemic where everything was locked down right the only time i actually left my house was let's say i had to throw out the garbage i had to go to the supermarket to get something or um i just basically needed to leave my house for 
let's say I just wanted to go take a walk or something like that. So in these situations, I know I'm not going to some kind of event. I know I'm not going to work. I know I'm not going to be seeing my friends. Uh, so I wasn't really caring about like what type of fits to wear. For me, it was just like, this is just like, I'm just leaving my house to go to the supermarket, to go to the grocery store. And in these situations, I just want to put on something without even thinking about it. Just literally slide my feet into it while I walk out the house. So I was actually wearing the Yeezy slides quite a bit. And I think this kind of behavior, I think a lot of people can kind of relate to it. This like during the pandemic, not caring about or even bothering with tying up shoelaces, just like slide into it. You don't really care about your outfit because who cares? No one's outside anyways. And I think this kind of like behavior of like just sliding your feet into something that is like kind of now stuck in people's brains in a way like like that like that whole like behavior pattern of just like not actually sitting down tying up the laces forget that now i just want to be standing and i just want to kick my feet into something and walk out the door right so i think that 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 kind of like behavior has now been programmed into people in a way and that's part of the reason why even now post pandemic people just they just want to get out of the house and just slide their feet into something. So, so I think that whole like ease of using it is one of the main reasons why they've also gotten popular. Yeah, I think it, I mean it's a multiple a multitude of reasons, right? I think the ease, the comfort, the style being a little bit different, the fact that we have become more accustomed to living comfortably, and that has become acceptable socially as well from a style standpoint but also just from a societal standpoint like you know i don't know like 2019 if you saw 10 people in line at the grocery store all wearing sweatpants i mean you know you probably would have been like oh wow look at those slobs right but like (laughs) now you're like okay yo I, i i feel you you're probably also one of the 30 people wearing sweatpants and so yeah you're definitely right that it's a um a mix of of reasons as to why they've become so popular. What is your personal opinion on them and what do you think the future holds for non-sneaker shoes? So I kind of, okay, as just my personal preferences, thoughts, slash thoughts, I like them as like a compliment to sneakers i still like sneakers way too much to want to just like completely move towards just wearing birkenstocks and crocs like i'm just not going to do that i love sneakers uh, like a lot and i don't i don't mind you know tying laces or whatever so i don't like i really don't see a world where people are just gonna completely lose interest in sneakers and only move towards this type of footwear um but i also at the same time I think that they're kind of here to stay in a way because like, I, I do think that once again, I know we, we already talked about the pandemic many times, but I think a lot of things changed around the world during the pandemic, people's work preferences, um, people's social interactions. And I also think it goes all the way down to what people wear on their feet. And, um, I think like it's just it's going to be one of those permanent holdovers from the pandemic era. So I, I think like they're here to stay. I see brands continuing to um, to uh, uh, capitalize on this and put out more and more models, more and more colorways. 
and they're still super popular i mean even like the more hype stuff like the salehis the clogs sorry the the uh foams they sell out every colorway they all have pretty high resale which is saying a lot because nowadays not too many of the regular sneakers have resale so which that tells you a little bit right there that all of the non-sneakers are the ones who have all the resale right now so um yeah i i don't see them going away anytime soon and uh yeah i i actually see them probably getting even more popular from here yeah i think i i agree with a lot of points or pretty much everything you said and i i'm thinking the same i think they're gonna get more popular i think a lot of this also is innovation right innovation in terms of design innovation in terms of material right you've got the foam runners that use some sort of algae um material that makes them a little bit more environmentally friendly uh 3d printed one material uppers they can be recycled a lot easier than normal sneakers and innovation is what this industry kind of lives on and thrives off of so definitely i can see this being a bigger part of our world moving forward for me personally i would say i don't know like normal sneakers or shoes or clothes i love some i like some and then i can't stand others you know so i think it really comes down to personal preference and for me, it's more of a case-by-case case thing, right? So if I see a pair... Wait, which ones can't you stand? <sighs> like, which ones do you hate? Well, like the normal Crocs, you know, the Crocs clog. Yeah, same. Miss, miss <laughs> me with that. Um, then that... Oh, that's a good question, actually. There's probably a couple more out there. I would say that I'm more a fan of... Like, I'm... I would say I'm a fan of more than I am a hater of, of pairs. <laughs> Uh, I really yeah. like what Converse has done with a cold wall, for example, which has that sock. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, big, big fan of the Foam Runner. I really like the New Balance one too. The, uh, what's it called? Fear of God California Mule is really, really nice oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, one that I don't like actually is the Alix pair that looks like a spaceship. It's basically just a bad rip off off of uh, the foam runner so i don't like that one but yes there's a lot that i do like um i also like i said i really appreciate the technology that goes into 3d printing and how that can really push the boundaries of design um i also like that a lot of brands are attempting this from a sustainability angle like i said sneakers are probably one of the most unsustainable things you can buy in terms of fashion because there's so many materials that go into it and breaking those materials down is near to impossible when they're all glued together. But these one-piece foam runners, slides, you can break these down really easily and then just make something new out of them, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also generally like being comfortable. And, you know, if my Morel Hydromox are going to allow me to walk through the city and then jump into the ocean in Italy whilst I'm on vacation. I'd obviously rather wear those for a day than my New Balance that I have to take off or worry about getting dirty or sandy. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I actually probably have quite a lot of them, probably more than I need, but, I mean, what else is new? Um, and then if we're talking from the other angle, right, like the leather shoes, the Chelsea boots, you know, there's always special occasions, weddings, etc., which I've been to a lot this summer actually but yeah I'm, I'm someone i'm not a huge fan of wearing sneakers with a suit so i definitely have a need for non-sneaker shoes but there i'm very very picky and also comfort is important so 
for me, like one pair of leather loafers is more than enough. I don't need like five Gucci loafers and like a Louis Vuitton pair here and there and whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, I think we're both aligned that the design aspect is really cool and that they're here to stay. Yeah, I think we're both aligned on that. So pretty good discussion. As usual, let us know uh, over on Instagram what you guys think of uh, this whole, let's call it a, actually, I heard this term coined by uh, another YouTuber, Drew Joyner. Actually, Drew, one of the best YouTubers out right now. He calls it a mule mint, which I thought is a pretty funny name. It is, it is a mule mint. It's kind of a mule mint going on right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let I, us know your thoughts. You know, I think uh, that's that's a perfect way of putting a mule mint or anti-sneaker movement, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, let us know your thoughts. Um, I'm sure that a lot of you have some of the sneakers that we've talked about today in your rotation. There's definitely some foam runner fans out there. There's definitely some Yeezy Slides wearers out there. Um, so yeah, let us know. And I guess this brings speaking us to... Speaking of rotation. Yeah, speaking of rotation brings us to the upcoming drops i believe right yeah definitely because there's probably going to be a lot of sneakers in the next couple of weeks that you're going to want to add to your rotation so as of the day this episode is releasing which is august the 12th uh the stussy air max 2013s dropped today on the nike sneakers app all three colorways uh let us know which one you guys wanted to cop i know fabian's going to be going for that pink pair the only you know what the only thing i have issue i have with this pair is the retail price like the retail price is 210 euros yeah which i think is insane tell me about it so i was hoping that the pink one was not a stussy and nike sneakers exclusive because i'm pretty sure if this pink one dropped everywhere it would not sell out and then i could pick it up for discount right but it already sold out on stussy it's gonna sell out on the sneakers app so if i want it i'm probably gonna have to pay full price which is a bit of a bummer so we'll see you know what what's a good strategy like buy it on sneakers and just like hold on to it for like let's say like a month and in the meanwhile put in a bid like way below retail on StockX, and it might get hit and if it does you can just return the other pair to nike Ooh, that's a that's pretty sneaky but i, I like it i might do that actually yeah yeah um so then besides that we got some asics dropping uh the jound asics should be dropping sometime this week it might be dropping over the weekend we don't have an official release date but uh this canadian website essence they actually may have leaked a release date so on their website it says upcoming sneakers jounds are supposed to release this weekend so um yeah let's see if that actually happens um we also got the uh the canyon no the canyon purple air jordan fours yes those those are going to be releasing august the 25th which is about a couple of weeks from now which already released earlier on the sneakers app on sneakers day um then of course the uh, jordan one taxis will be releasing on august the 13th which is tomorrow if you're listening to this on the day we dropped um what else we got the another teddy santis pair he's really really absolutely flooding us with a bunch of nice releases the 990 v2 in the marigold colorway this is like an almost like a ha uh, halloween colorway like orange and black august the 12th is the release date on that one um what else 
Oh, we got the 700 V2 Vantas, one of the most classic colorways of the 700 V2 dropping on August the 19th. Did I miss anything? Yeah, there's a bunch of, um, so there's another A6 dropping on the day we drop, which is a Naked Gel 1130. So Naked is a women's boutique in, I think, Copenhagen. They have mm -hmm. an amazing selection of sneakers catered to women, but not like just women's sneakers. They have unisex and men's sneakers in women's sizing. So if you are, you know, a girl or a woman or, you know, someone wearing women's sizing, a.k.a. I can sometimes sneak into women's shoes, then definitely check them out online. Or if you're in Copenhagen, check them out there. This pair is super nice. It's got this like mint green colorway. Then uh, on August 18th, Ambush and Nike are dropping the Adjust Air Force, which is an OG performance basketball sneaker with an adjustable strap around the midfoot, which is pretty cool. Then New Balance has a three-way collaboration with Beams out of Japan and Paperboy out of Paris on two pairs, the 920 and the 1500. That's dropping August 15th. Um, and then we've also got a New Balance 1906R with This Is Never That dropping pretty soon at a bunch of retailers. Super nice pair, very, very 2000s with the big hole mesh base and some reflective metallic overlays. It's got a bit of vintage pre-owned aesthetics or vibes coming with it fresh out the box. Not really my thing, but it is a super nice shoe. So definitely check that model out and look for possibly some more collaborations or even some general release colorways coming from that in the coming months, maybe in the next year. Yeah, so a lot of really, really dope shit on the way. Um, yeah, and I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. That brings us to the end. Uh, yeah, all about the non-sneakers this time. Thank you to all of the new listeners on the pod. Uh, definitely, we've seen quite a few new listeners over the last couple of episodes. So shout out to you guys. And yeah, man, stick around with us. Lots more episodes on the way. Drop us some feedback, anything you'd like to see on the pod as well. Leave us a comment over on Instagram. And yeah, we're signing out. Until next time, guys. Peace. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace.